top stories tonight. The NFL draft is in the rear view mirror, but we have plenty of news on all these rookies signing with their new teams, picking numbers, all that jazz. And it's time to pay your dues. Fifth year options had to be picked up today. Decisions had to be made. And Jordan Love is the future of the Green Bay Packers. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. Yes, we have some news on these rookies across the NFL. Important news. News on what jerseys you are going to be buying. Because you know that that number seven B. John Robinson jersey is going to be the top seller. That is going to sell out immediately. B. John Robinson in the number seven Atlanta Falcons jersey. Who? That is going to look good as all heck. Seriously, the Mike Vick 7 was fire. Now Bijan gets it. Absolutely legendary. Goosebumps. Truly goosebumps. It's unfortunate that he doesn't get his number 5 because Drake London has it. But, oh, 7 on Bijan Robinson. He's RB1. He's RB1. I would take him third overall. I would take him behind Justin Jefferson. I would take him behind Jamar Chase. That's it. I'll take Bijan over Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, any running back you throw out there. Bijan Robinson. Give me Bijan Robinson. Jameer Gibbs, less fun of a number. He is number 26, though that could change as this offseason progresses. Hopefully, we get Jameer Gibbs down to a single digit. Jamison Williams could switch to number one which would free up number nine for Jameer Gibbs. But as things stand, 26, that's a fine number. Jameer Gibbs isn't going to be a bust based on the number. We know here at Player Profiler, the number, the number almost matters more than the coaching. If you get assigned a bad number in the NFL, you're getting cut. It's just, them's the rules. Happy to have you on the show, GDLT. The cat is in the house too. Sansa says hello. Toronto Dave, happy to have you on the show. Disco Stu Rogers, number eight. Yeah, great number for Aaron Rodgers. I prefer the 12, but hey, he admits it's he can't wear it. He can't wear Broadway Joe's number. And I respect the hell out of that. Absolute respect. And eight, as you can see, I am a pretty big fan of eight. Happy to have the Harry Snowman in the house. Senor football as well. Pigeon. 30 gaming have so many friends in the chat toronto dave leaf versus panthers game one about to start go leafs hopefully they can make it past the second round the panthers had an amazing showing in the first as well chad skaggs happy to have you on the show as well mingo or reed Ooh, give me reed give me Jaden reed a landing spot with the green bay packers he is immediately the wide receiver too whereas mingo he's gonna have to work his way up and the Panthers clearly believe that he will, but he's going to have to beat out Terrace Marshall. He's going to have to beat out DJ Chark. And those are talented players. So it might take longer than we expect for Jonathan Mingo to hit. I know he's the coaching staff favorite, the GM favorite, but give me Jaden Reed. Glad to hear, to be here. So hyped for this year. Happy to have you on the show, my friend. Pleasure to have all of you joining in 
tuning in to talk about this. We are going to be running strong all off season long, talking about all of these moves, including Devon A chain. Don't know what number he's going to wear, but we do know this is a move that Mike McDaniel stood on the table for. Mike McDaniel wanted Devon A chain. He wanted his running back. Does that remind you of anyone? Does that remind you of a certain head coach that Mike McDaniel worked for? A certain Kyle Shanahan? Now, I'm not saying this will turn out like Kyle Shanahan's trade-ups for running back, Trey Sermon, Tyrion Davis-Price. No, 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 no. I believe Devon A-Chain will have a lot of success with Mike McDaniel. The parallels are just interesting. However, I think A-Chain has way more juice. This is a system designed for Devon A-Chain. One cut and he is off to the races. We've seen it with Raheem Mostert. A-Chain, the fastest fastest player on the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill ran a faster time at his pro day, but when you adjust like we do at Player Profiler with the .05 seconds, it changes. Devon A-Chain, I'm in. I'm in on Devon A-Chain. The fact that Mike McDaniels loves him, he's going to get run, and all he needs is just one cut, and he is gone. He is absolutely the Raheem Mostert success, successor. Absolutely. Happy to have... Oh, so kind, uh, Pigeon. Really appreciate that. You and Disco Stew, you are all, all just so kind. <laughs> we love shorts, Jonathan Mingo. That is the thing. Catching the ball has been rough for Jonathan Mingo at times. One o'clock and slow draft and decide between Reed and Ty J Spears. And now I'm going to take... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Take Jaden Reed. Ty J Spears doesn't have an ACL. He's torn his ACL twice. Now reportedly doesn't have one. I don't fully understand what that means when we hear this. Because you'll hear, well, they had an ACL repair, but they don't have an ACL. Like Odell Beckham. I don't understand it, but this is very similar to Odell Beckham. Take Jaden Reed. Absolutely. Uh, I am out on... oh, Oh, where did we go here? I'm out on the Dalvin Cook rumor. Out on the Dalvin Cook rumor for the Dolphins. Couldn't wait. Oh, no, they're not getting Dalvin Cook. Oh, you're out on A-chain. Dalvin Cook rumors for the Dolphins could happen. That size worries me. All it takes is one run, though. All it takes is one big play, and A-chain is off to the races. I'm not saying he's going to be a heavy volume back. No, absolutely not. He's the Raheem Mostert successor. He's going to get 10 touches a game, sometimes 15, and that's great. Top highlight of Kansas City has to be meeting Jackson Smith and Jigba. It was just in passing. And shout out Anand Nduri. He was obviously Anand is very close with the Ohio State football program. He was dapping up all of his guys. But there was a moment we were just outside waiting to head out. And all of a sudden, Jackson Smith and Jigba walked by. And so I just stop and say, hey, Jackson, I just wanted to say congratulations on uh, getting drafted. And he, such a... A gentleman, such a kind, kind person, just lit up. Thank you so much, man. That that really means the world. And it just, it was a nice moment. And he's not going to remember me, but he treated me with respect. He was kind and he was genuine. He was so excited, so happy. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a real one. He is a good dude. And 
Actually, earlier in the day, Seth Dywald got to meet Jackson Smith and Jigba too. That was before we showed up at the draft. But Seth said the same thing, that Jackson Smith and Jigba, just a good guy, just a good person. But he's got this sort of humble confidence to him. He's got this dog, but he's not going to shove it in your face. It's quiet, but it is dominant. He knows. Jackson Smith and Jigba knows that he is him. It's a quiet, humble confidence that shows he is an alpha. And make no mistake, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be the wide receiver one for the Seattle Seahawks by next year. He will pass DK Metcalf as that wide receiver one next year at the latest. Ah, I, Such a fun time, though. It was truly great time at the draft. It, <laughs> Philly Muzio's ribs was also an absolute highlight. I mean, the man can cook. The man, he went to culinary school. Billy Muzio is a star in the kitchen, and he wasn't impressed with himself. He was worried that he didn't have his kitchen, his seasoning, everything that he likes, but Billy knocked it out of the park. Truly, one of the most impressive parts about Kansas City was Billy's cooking. We also had local Kansas City barbecue as well. The name escapes me right now. I will remember in probably five minutes because that's the kind of person I am where I forget things. But Gates, Gates Barbecue. See, I told you I was going to do it. Gates was phenomenal as well. Truly, it was an experience. Also getting to meet fans at the NFL Draft, getting to interview fans live there on day two alongside Jason Allwine. Shout out Jason Allwine. And that's another highlight, meeting all the phenomenal content creators that we have at player profiler. I mean, I chat with them all the time. I'm constantly talking to Jason, talking to Cody. I'm talking to the Podfather, talking to Maddie, but to meet them in person, they were everything I expected. And more, these are salt of the earth. People, these are good. good they're, they're just great guys. They are great guys. Nick Coder on an enduri. Alex Dunlap, Seth Dywald, just all, Theo Greminger, Billy. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. I hope I've got everyone. Hey, meeting the Harry Snowman. Uh, Shervon. Shervon dropped by the house, too. Meeting everyone. It was phenomenal. So many wonderful, wonderful people in this community, on this team, and it is an honor to be a part of it. But enough about me, enough about my experience we do have to hear a word from our amazing sponsors that make this happen, that allowed us to go to Kansas City like Underdog Fantasy. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. They're NBA pickums. It's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations correlate them and you can 5x your payout bada bing bada boom 
Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. Didn't fanboy. No, I did not, Disco Stu. I have met so many stars, and I'm fanboying on the inside. I have not met in person, but I work with Glover Quinn, former Lions All-Pro Safety, and that is on the inside, your fanboy. You meet... You meet Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, guys you grew up watching, and you're fanboying on the inside. Talking to Pac-Man Jones, fanboying on the inside, but you maintain professionalism. You do not show it. You just have a good time because at the end of the day, people are people. As Harry Snowman says, people, when people treat you with respect and they know it's not going to make your their life any better, because Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's got no, he owes me nothing. He could have just... Blew me off. He could have waved, could have nodded. But the fact that he was willing to just say thank you, have a little bit of a conversation, just back and forth quickly. Charisma, just a star. If he can slide some, I would take a shot. But where he's going for, oh, for A-Chain. Golden Retriever energy. A little bit of that at times. It is the brain bouncing back and forth. <laughs> just who I am. But I appreciate you all tuning in. The worst thing you can do with a rookie is to expect more than he can give you. It's called rookie fever. Absolutely. And we get rookie fever all the time. I don't know when the next time player profiler will go public. That is a great question. Maybe we get in on some training camps this summer. Maybe. I don't know. That is a great question. One. I'm excited for the answer. I, I wish I had it because I will be celebrating, but back to news around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, he and Devontae Adams, or sorry, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. They're basically the same guy, if you ask Aaron. The explosiveness, in and out of breaks, it's similar. Wow, Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show. Garrett Wilson to the moon. He's going to get gassed up all over. He is going to the moon. Garrett Wilson, his the hype is going to grow out of control. He won't be of value, but... He's so awesome, he will still be appropriately priced because he's not going to pass Jamar Chase, not going to pass Justin Jefferson, not going to pass CeeDee Lamb. If he does pass CeeDee Lamb in ADP, that's when I'm starting to get worried. I'd put him firmly at that number five behind CeeDee, behind A.J. Brown. You can flip him in the Monroe St. Brown. So in that 5-6 area, Chris Olave could outscore him, though. So while I have him at five, he's not a value at five. But... We also, speaking of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers moving on, Jordan Love has signed a contract extension with the Green Bay Packers. As we know, today was the final day to pick up that fifth-year option. And it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. 12 out of 32 fifth-year options. 14 fifth-year options were declined. 12 were picked up. You can count Jordan Love as the 13th. And if we do that, I guess it's 50-50. But the fact that 50% of first-round draft picks were not worth keeping around or locking them in, that just shows how fragile the NFL draft is. I love so many picks in the NFL draft. I am so excited about the Steelers, about the Colts, about the Eagles. But make no mistake. These could all bust. This could fail through no fault of their own. This is just how the NFL works. 
and players bust. The Packers, though, they didn't want to commit to Jordan Love because if they pick up that fifth-year option, then it was $20 million fully guaranteed. But they couldn't afford to allow Jordan Love the first year of his NFL career where he's actually a starter. They couldn't let that be a contract year. That's brutal. That is absolutely horrific. Jordan Love, first year in the NFL, you're playing for a contract. Woof. So the Packers, they compromise. They get creative. They offer Jordan Love more than he could make on that fifth-year option, an extra $2.5 million. So the deal is worth up to $22.5 million, but there's only $13.5 million guaranteed which is an interesting deal. I'm surprised that Jordan Love took the pay cut on the guaranteed money. But then again, maybe the Packers said, look, we will not pick this up. So you either sign a deal here or you're playing off for your contract. So I don't know how that shook out. I find it interesting, but Jordan Love is the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback this year and next year. And Jordan Love is betting on himself. You have to admire the confidence. The fact that he is saying, yeah, I'm fine taking less guaranteed money for more total money because I know I will meet expectations. I know that I will get that extra two and a half million dollars because I am winning this job. And the Packers helped him out a lot. The Packers loaded up around Jordan Love. They get Jaden Reed, who we all love. He is the wide receiver too. For the Green Bay Packers immediately already is. He already passes Romeo Dobbs. He and Christian Watson really can be a 1A, 1B. I would still take Christian Watson, but Jaden Reed won't be too far behind. And Romeo Dobbs plummets. Because they're going to be running two, more two tight end sets as well. They draft Luke Musgrave. They draft uh, Tucker Craft. Green Bay Packers, phenomenal phenomenal draft. Lucas Van Ness, great decision as well to skip on Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's questionable, but to get Lucas Van Ness, you understand it's a premium position. It is a dominant athlete. So I get it. And then to follow it up with Jaden Reed and then just improve the passing game. Packers have done plenty to build around Jordan Love. It is up to him to seize the moment now. Rodgers needs eight weeks training with Garrett, and Garrett will be where Devontae at. Oh, I absolutely love, love, love that. Love that, Harry Snowman. Rodgers compared Garrett to, yes, well, we already talked about that earlier. Yes, explosiveness in and out. Which Packers tight end are you taking? I prefer Luke Musgrave. He was drafted earlier, but... you took the words right out of my mouth there. And this could be a Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst type situation. I will not be surprised if Tucker craft is the more successful fantasy player. Either way, this was a win for the green Bay Packers. I prefer Luke Musgrave, but flip a coin and craft will be a lot cheaper craft in the fifth round of rookie drafts. Whoo. Absolute steal. That will bring us to the rest of the fifth-year options, though, or at least the ones that were picked up. Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. Obviously, they were picking Matta. But number two, number three overall, skip those. 
fourth overall, Andrew Thomas, left tackle for the New York Giants. If you had asked Giants fans last year, it would have been a debate. He was starting to improve, but people would have not been in consensus that you pick up Andrew Thomas's fifth-year option. And then he goes out and has a all-pro season, earns second-team all-pro honors. Andrew Thomas works it out. Andrew Thomas gets his option picked up. Fifth overall, Tua gets his option picked up. We know that the Dolphins are hesitant to commit to Tua, that they're not going to assign him long-term until after this season, and they'll still have that extra year to negotiate. As for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, he's going to get signed long-term this year. He and Justin or Joe Burrow will both get signed long-term this offseason. But picking up the fifth year was just automatic. It's something you absolutely have to do. Panthers pick up Derek Brown, their nose tackle at seventh. And then the offensive tackles, Tristan Wirfs. He gets his, sorry, Tristan Wirfs gets his fifth year option picked up. So three out of the four tackles drafted in the first round have their options picked up. That's because offensive tackle is a premium position. And even when you miss Actually, sorry, three out of five. We missed on Mackay Becton. We missed on Austin Jackson. But even when you miss on an offensive tackle, it's okay because you took the swing at a premium position. And if you get a hit at a premium position, it is always worth it. Andrew Thomas playing on the fifth year. Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs playing on the fifth year. That is less than what they are worth as Top-end tackles in the NFL. It is worth it. Same thing when you take a cornerback like A.J. Terrell. 16th overall, he gets his fifth-year option picked up. He is worth it. And same with all of these wide receivers. Henry Ruggs obviously does not have his fifth-year option picked up. Henry Ruggs pleaded guilty today. He will serve three to ten years or be sentenced to three to ten years. Does not have his fifth-year option picked up, obviously. But the rest, Jerry Judy. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk all have their fifth-year option picked up because even Brandon Ayuk, even Jerry Judy, $12 million is worth it on the open market for receivers of that caliber. Jacoby Myers is making more than Brandon Ayuk. Or sorry, Brandon Ayuk's making $1 million more. So $11 million for Jacoby Brissett. Brandon Ayuk is worth a hell of a lot more than Jacoby Myers. And I love Jacoby Myers. But that's why you draft premium positions in the first round. Obviously, you take swings at quarterback. If you miss that quarterback, it's okay. It might get you fired if a GM is impatient, if an owner is impatient, but you have to understand, these are the swings you take. Offensive tackle, you take swings. Edge rusher, cornerback, receiver, these premium positions. Even the Washington Commanders, they miss on Chase Young. They do not pick up his fifth-year option but it was still a good decision to draft Chase Young, to draft a dominant edge rusher. And who knows? Based on the season Chase Young could have this year, he could have a long-term contract, and the fifth-year option would have been worth it. Jeff Akuda, third overall pick. That's high for a cornerback, but corner is still a premium position. Jeff Akuda is still a starter in the NFL. It was just too much money the $5 million that he was going to make, the Lions instead trade him. And 
because the Lions hold on to some of that money, that means the fifth-year option is no longer eligible. They cannot pick that up. And so it just works out. Same with C.J. Henderson. They don't pick up his fifth-year option, but it's okay. You took a swing at a cornerback. You still got a starting caliber player. It's just not worth the money. You can still bring them back all as well. The problem is when you miss at non-premium positions. When you draft an Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Isaiah Simmons plays a lot of slot corner for the Arizona Cardinals. Great player. Not worth a first-round pick. He's a linebacker. Jordan Brooks had his option declined. Patrick Queen had his option declined. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it taking a linebacker that high. It doesn't pan out. And people will say, well, what about Luke Keekley? Yes, Luke Keekley hit, but that doesn't make linebacker a premium position in general. You can't predict you're going to get a Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley was one of, if not the best inside linebacker prospect that we have ever seen coming out of Boston College. That doesn't mean linebacker in the first round is a good use of assets. So when you miss on those positions, when you miss on running back, when you miss on center, like the New Orleans Saints, Cesar Ruiz has his option declined. It just, it makes sense because they're not premium positions. And when you spend a premium pick on a premium position, you get to that fifth year option and it's just too expensive. It has to be declined. Same with running back. Clyde edwards Lair. Obviously, CEH had his fifth-year option decline. I was never going to be picked up. Bijan, when all is said and done, he probably does. Even if he has the Saquon Barkley career arc, he will have his fifth-year option picked up. But that doesn't mean it's a good decision. That means you're paying a rookie running back when they're supposed to be their cheapest premium top dollar. Same with Jameer Gibbs. This is the unfortunate side of taking a running back round one. It's just, it becomes too expensive and there are cheaper players that can give you equal production, which is what the chiefs found. They drafted Clyde Edwards, Edwards, at 32 and realized they made a mistake. So what do they do? They adjust the process. The next year they signed Jarek McKinnon. They bring in Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. They do not invest heavily in running back. They learned through Daryl Williams, through Damian Williams, through all of these other running backs performing equal, if not better than Clyde Edwards, Elaire. You don't need to spend that first round pick on a running back, especially a small, slow running back. And Speaking of Jarek McKinnon, he officially resigns today. The most athletic player, the most athletic running back in the history of player profiler. He is just, there's a reason that Jarek McKinnon's nickname is Jet. He and Isaiah Pacheco, they are the real deal. They are the future of the Arizona Cardinals. They are the future of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to be the duo in the backfield. And Clyde Edwards-Elair is going to be fighting for a roster spot. 